Hi everyone, welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie, and today I am back with more High Republic content. Today, Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. And with me again to talk about more High Republic is Meg. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I am back. So, somehow I have returned. <laughs> For two Kevin Scott books in a row. What are oh, the odds? Oh. I honestly feel like it's going to be that way because I think Kat said she wanted to do the next uh, Claudia Gray book. So I'm like, are my guests just going to recycle for all the authors? I feel like it, but it's probably. Funny. I mean, I have a lot to say to Kevin Scott, so sure, why not? I'll take so all sure, the airtime I can get. Our emotions are still high, I guess. I don't know. Oh, still so many emotions. Anyway, so today, though, we are not discussing Rising Star again. No. <laughs> Even though that ends up happening every time now, but... <laughs> Today we are discussing another book by Kevin Scott. We are discussing Tempest Runner. Before we get into spoilery stuff, though, like we did last time, what are your non-spoiler thoughts about Tempest Runner? It is worth multiple listens, for one thing. <laughs> like, the first time I listened to it, I got confused a lot. But listening to it the second time, it just makes it so much better. But that's typically the case with like books or audio dramas like this. Like Multiple experiences, they build off of each other every time. Yeah. My my non-spoiler review is if you didn't care about Lorna D before this, you're going <laughs> to care about her after because I didn't. I didn't really I was like, what? I am not that interested. I'm interested now. Give me more, please. That's my spoiler for your review. I mean, that's like what pretty much everyone else told me and I was still like, "Oh wow, this book really did go into that." I don't have like a ton of experience listening to audio dramas. So mm-hmm. As one of my first audio dramas, I'd say that was an interesting experience for me. <laughs> and I definitely like agree with the whole can be confusing at points too, which mm-hmm. like, yeah. especially because like with an audio drama, you feel, or at least I do, because I'm like here in college, I'm like, I feel like I can multitask mm-hmm. when I'm like listening to a book instead of like reading a hard copy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that definitely, yeah, definitely like I know at least for like the first quarter of this book, I was like making dinner when I was listening to it because it's just like, yeah. I remember like partway through that like portion, like more and more characters kept coming and I was like, wait, I'm not going to remember yeah. some of these people's names unless I like yeah. actually like go back and listen to this. Yeah. And I can't wait to like listen to this again with like the if they release another like script book like they did with the last two audio dramas that they did because like at least then you know like who's speaking you likely have like a list of characters like mm-hmm. because that's like this is a really good really good audio drama I mean of course it was why did we why would we expect anything different but there are a lot of characters and it does jump back and forth and like if you're um, I learned my lesson the first time which was like it's not like a podcast where you can kind of do other things while you're listening exactly. like if I stopped listening for like a minute I was lost I was like oh no oh, no um, so this is definitely like <laughs> it's definitely like while you're driving while you're washing yeah. dishes like while you're doing something that's kind of like mindless so you can like focus more on like what's happening also mm-hmm. don't listen to it at like double time speed like I did because it's a, I did it's like 1.1 at then. most. What is that? How did you do that? I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> I am who I am. I don't I don't know how I to mean, explain it. Like your decision, not judging, <laughs> but like, at the same time, how? I mean, how? most people do. Ju- like when people find out I listen to everything at like at least double time speed or not more, they're like, "Are you okay?" The answer <laughs> to that question is no. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not okay it's fine like, like with podcasts I can like I can get that I guess but like mm-hmm. with like a book that's just I don't know how my brain would keep on top of that like as I, effectively you, as it could so I, you, I, you just get used to it after a while I'm sure thank you sure. <laughs> just like so many of these men sound similar some of these people have really similar mm-hmm. accents I'm like Okay, it already is like confusing, but like a double time speed, I wouldn't be able to tell their voices apart at all. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah. Who, I mean, that you? that was the problem I was having. It's like everything is is really well acted, but like who was talking? I exactly. I wasn't always sure to be completely honest. But that's why I listened to it a second time, and the second time at normal speed for one thing. Speed. Also, also knowing what happens and like going back and like catching like the little things or like listening closer to certain parts of it, like. It is like, I would recommend, especially for this one, like listen to it once, experience it in its entirety, like sound effects, music, all that. And then like go back and like really, really pay attention. Um, It's good. 
It's good. And also like read a summary because like even I had to go back and like find a whole summary of the plot because it's just a lot. Yeah, it's I have lot. the summary actually pasted in my notes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and it's also because like this one has a lot of flashbacks too. And yeah. while I found this easy, it works better for me than it did in um Into the Dark, but... Mm-hmm. It still was like, oh wait, we're there were still a couple times where I was like, wait, oh, this is a flashback. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because like you can kind of interpret some of the stuff as being mm-hmm. similar in a way, I guess. So yeah, um, that that was like my my main criticism with this is like there needed to be more like audio indicators of like you're going back in time for a second. Now you're back in the present. Like, you know, it, it, it's fine, but like they, they could have made it a little bit easier because yeah. again, if you stop listening for like 30 <laughs> seconds, what is happening? Like, you don't what know. happened? Where am I? <laughs> exactly. I had to rewind a couple times. It ended up being fine. I definitely think this book does a good job of fleshing her character out, which mm-hmm. was nice. Yeah. Because we were kind of having her built up in a way. I And like, yeah, she's a part of the Nile, but we didn't know a ton about her yet. Like, right. <laughs> but like, I feel like up to this point, it was kind of like it were it was her and Marcian Rowe. I'm gonna say that name differently every time. Just it's get all used to it. I think we Me said too. that last time. <laughs> um, but like, it's like with with the two of them, like we didn't know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But we got, we're getting like hints and we got more of that with Marcian. Like yeah, you got yeah. more, a little bit more of his backstory and kind of mm-hmm. knew kind of what was going on. But like with Lorna, like clearly they were not giving a lot, a lot away, like for, to give more away in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of started to feel like, are we supposed to care about this character? Because we don't like, it's okay to not know a lot about a character and it builds, <laughs> but like it was getting to the point where I'm like, if I'm gonna care and invest emotions into this character, I need to know more. And like this audio drama, like definitely fixed that for me. So yeah, and even that. with like because we you were you're right, we were like getting more on Martian before, but I think even this book did more with Martian. Yeah. Like we didn't like learn more necessarily about Martian, but we got more with like Martian's backstory, including Lorna's, yeah. which I appreciated personally. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. Because like that you have great. a lot of like kind of references to that in like the past books, but mm-hmm. you don't actually like get to cured also i'm sorry the first time i heard marcion's voice um <laughs> i was not expecting it and uh well no. that was like honestly all yeah. these characters when i realized who they were i was like oh wait that's what you sound like oh that's yeah <laughs> yeah i i listened to some of the audiobooks before this so like i'd, I'd heard that interpretation of his voice before so like but i can imagine, i had it like, so never, i went completely yeah. blind to that <laughs> Yeah, like never having heard his voice, then all of a sudden it's just there. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot. That was a <laughs> his voice is iconic. A, bit <laughs> of a so shock, great. a bit of a... Yeah. I mean, like, I kind of got it a bit more from the characterization that we were starting mm-hmm. to get more and more with, like, Rising Storm. But, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, I was still not expecting it. Because, like, you still have, like, especially after, like, seeing that cover for Eye of the Storm and then mm-hmm. listening to the book and be like, oh, that's what you sound like? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I love how like that's not what anyone expects and then like that's what he sounds like and you're like oh okay <laughs> all right then yeah and then I'd say like not just the characters voices but like also kind of like the immersive aspects of it because like I said I'm not experienced with audio dramas and like one mm-hmm. particular like part of it that does it well I feel like it's just like that ending portion when when they're trying to get through the ship and that, like it's just like because everyone's like kind of talking over each other like back and forth back and forth like you can hear all like the background noises of, like they're making their way through yeah. the ship like I, that just felt so seamless and mm-hmm. so like it, that's why when I, I told like before we start recording I said <laughs> I stayed up like all night listening because I just got that invested in it. So like, I enjoyed the, all the audio aspects, even mm-hmm. if they shocked me. Yet. <laughs> yeah, they did. They do a really good job with that. It, it, it's just it's always like that mix of like you you have the voice acting, which in itself is great because like mm-hmm. it's not just one narrator narrating the whole thing. It's an entire <laughs> voice cast, which yeah. is like they they've been doing great with that so far with these. But then it's like you have the music, but then you also have like the background noise and like you kind of know what's happening. You can picture it in your head. Like they 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 have this format down and I feel like they're getting better at it every single time. It's pretty great. One thing though about the audio, like every time a character was like 
suffering or like in like a really desperate situation it put me on edge like it gave me anxiety like I I had last night I watched like an episode of a different show that was like a very very extreme and like anxiety building and then I went to listen to this Mm -hmm. book not to hear all that and I was just like I cannot catch a break tonight I need a break The, the, the thing about like audio dramas especially like with these Star Wars and sometimes the voice acting is very over the top that that was definitely the case with the um Dr. Efra audio drama but like in some cases it really works and like in with Tempest Runner like when like you said when someone is desperate or when someone is like really in their emotions like you really feel that I personally appreciate that because then I feel like I'm in it and that's important yeah and that is important I agree yeah even if it gives me anxiety because it feels like you're actually in it and you're just like suffering no spoilers for all the stuff but primarily yeah. this book um if you <laughs> yeah. haven't listened to this book yet go listen and then come back um, unless you god this book came out when did this come out did this come out near rising storm i don't remember it's i think been it, came a while. Out, like, it's- it came out a month and a half after or almost two months after i think all right okay so yeah. it's been yeah yeah, I don't know. I always yeah. feel behind with this. Like, this yeah. is the last one that I'm caught up finally. So I'm like, please, well, oh, I'm fine. Nice. It's the comics, but I'm not going to be podcasting about the comics sadly because, like, so that would be comics. another, like, I'm not even, I'm not five even months of my life. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Thank you. no, so funny. <laughs> yeah. People don't have to be like, excuse me, this book came out like three months ago. What are you doing? No. Like, excuse me, I have a life. It's fine. i'm sorry yeah like the the out of the shadows thing has been on my laptop for a month i finally got it up on patreon last night after like a month because i just am too busy i'm sorry right all good all right enough rambling i'm boring the audience i'm sure (laughs) maybe i'm just like too nervous to talk about all of the emotional character craziness in this book um let us get into the book. So yeah, spoiler warning, go start now. Okay. I didn't actually like specifically write down. I know I always start with like a general thing, but I didn't actually like, specifically write down. So I, I actually wanted to like broadly start with a topic idea and then mm-hmm. maybe that will get us into character stuff. Maybe that will get us into plot stuff. Who knows? Yeah. This is like a really a book about like character journey and character mm-hmm. growth in course <laughs> like and in and, and finding your path and like also just like tying in those other high republic aspects of like the republic and like what choices are best or like even just interpreting the Nile so I guess more in that like ideology character growth sphere what are some of your thoughts just kick us off <laughs> what I think is really interesting and this is what I've been thinking about really for the most part since I listened to this the first time so far when we've like thought about like the Nile and like you kind of assume that like everyone who's like in the Nile just like is maybe in it just to do bad things or like they're in it because you know this is like just where they ended up Mm -hmm. but like here you really get like learn a story of like how she got to where she was and then why she stayed and I think it's really interesting because like she just she had it bad like she just had terrible terrible luck and terrible things were done to her I I really like how like it showed like you know she she was a person just living her life and Mm -hmm. was just totally just like thrown the side I mean literally sold into slavery and um you know you see she ends up in the Nile just because like that's just the course of things that happen and then she stays because she realizes like I can make a name for myself here Mm -hmm. and you know you feel bad for her because like yes she's done terrible things and will continue to do terrible things she's a villain but you see like how she got to to that point she got to that point of desperation where like this is the path that she chose and it really gives a different side to like the Nile and like it makes you wonder what are the reasons that other Tempest Runners or other the names of the Nile, there's layers. You there's wonder layers. why, like, <laughs> there's like the Tempest Runners, and then it just goes down. You wonder, like, what are some other reasons why others are there? Like, how did they get there? And like, that really just makes you think, like, oh, the Nile seem evil, but like mm-hmm. below that, how many of them are just people trying to survive? Yeah, yeah. it's actually interesting because I, even though I podcasted about all those shadows a month ago, since I was like actually a few nights ago, like finally getting a chance to edit it, and in my discussion with Shannon, I don't want to say she was sympathetic towards the Nile, but in a lot of mm-hmm. our discussion when we were talking about like Nan and the Nile in general, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like discussion around like 
the choices the Nile make, where they come from, why they're a part of the Nile. And like, while I, I hadn't read this book yet. So while I could like get that on like a character journey form and like interpretive, now that I've like listened to this book, I definitely see, cause like she had listened to the book. So she obviously came in with that perspective. Like I see that extra right. perspective now of what she was coming into that discussion with, which I thought right. was interesting. It's so true. Like I like that you get that like explicitly kind of shown in such detail too because like we were talking about how many flashbacks there really are and like how much development there really is to the specificity of the story because it it, Mm. they didn't have to like do that like they didn't have to have a book focused on these characters like yeah star wars does have like books and content focused on villains but like at the same time we knew the nile were bad but we also had characters like wreath who were like oh maybe i still have some faith in nana where you have like stuff like that where it's like um or or even like the smallest little crumbs that some of the nile come from like different backgrounds that interpreted to like why they are where they are but i like how Mm -hmm. much this book just like you said like really went in depth about like a specific person's journey and like where that led them to where they are and just and also just like for her specific character how like she's not only just trying to make her own choices but like especially in the beginning she's just like trying to make the choices she thinks are best for not only her for like other people too and like to see a character like goes from that and like go through all the experiences she does and like have all of the betrayal and all of like the heartbreak and all of the backstabbing mm-hmm. and all of the people yeah. pushing her away. Tragic. It's very tragic. So yeah, I definitely loved how this book really went into that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I've talked about this before. Who knows where? I don't know. But it it definitely also plays into like something that Star Wars is getting really good at, especially now with like the higher public is like, there are always multiple sides to a conflict and mm-hmm. both sides think they're right for different reasons and both have their own ways of going about trying to do what they feel is the right thing. And sometimes it's for the good of everyone. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes sacrifices are made, but it's like when, when we get um, stories like Tempest Runner and you see like what the motivations are for a certain side, um, even if it's mm-hmm. not the side that you'd normally be following, you kind of see like sometimes people do bad things because they don't realize that they're going down the wrong path until it's too late. And that's just heartbreaking. Oh my God, I want to pull up. I just listened to this episode now. So I want to <laughs> find, there's a quote in uh, Out of the Shadows. I want to pull up if I can find my stupid note. It's buried under all my school assignments. So give me a second. This is like a month ago. So it's buried. There it is. Found it. We're good. Let's find the quote here. Okay. This is what Jordana says in Out of the Shadows. The order and the force are two different things. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot. Why people end up Jedi or even deputies. And it's not a matter of liking or disliking. It's about understanding the truth of a thing. Do you know why people join the Nile? because they're monsters jordan and i laugh no because we all want a place to belong the nile have given the castoffs and losers of the galaxy a home they've given people with nothing something and that is a very powerful thing i'm glad that i kind of ended that episode recently because like that quote works well it does does. yeah and that's the other thing too is like so many of these you know so many of the nile are just doing what they're doing because they were trying to survive and mm-hmm. this also gave them a place to survive and and feel like they're part of something and like that's how they get you you know it's like you're you're lost in the lost in the galaxy don't have anything don't know where you're supposed to go don't even know who you are and here are the nile just can give you a place to be something especially like i mentioned earlier with like the different ranks i said layers ranks of whoever <laughs> but like you're you're, you, you're given the chance to work your way up mm-hmm. and that's appealing to some people like you you know they can come in and say well i'm i'm at the bottom i'm no one but i can become someone and mm-hmm. that is that's pretty motivating for a lot of people and like i think like a way about that like specifically for this book it's just also the ability to be to have the chance to be listened to and to like Mm. have that voice like I think that's definitely a part of it too like and because while a lot of the Nile it's like just to have the power I think what we learn more with Lorna it's not just power but it's a voice and it's Mm. to have oh my god what's the word self autonomy to have like yeah autonomy and like be able to like dictate your like path and have that influence like it's like 
I'm just already gonna read. I just not expecting to read this quote so early on, but here we are. <laughs> uh-huh, here we are. I've lived so many lives, Whitick, more than you know reinvented myself over and over and it's never been my choice not really it's always been about someone else always been about surviving or about being the person other people think I am that I should be so like it's definitely like that autonomy like that voice that belonging and so I liked not only getting to like get that development in that sense but like to see it like Mm -hmm. like we were saying like through a specific journey and a specific background how that can be just so meaningful to that individual Yeah. yeah And one of the many things I really loved about this is how many times um, she did kind of have to redefine herself Mm -hmm. and she went by different names. And, you know, it, every time she had to do that, it was because of something that happened to her, not something that she chose. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it might might as well, we're just going to the end here. What I love, what I love (laughs) about the ending. it's fine. We, we do what we want here, I guess. We go backwards. Um, I feel like we did this last time too. We went backwards. I think we did. It's my fault. I just love endings. <laughs> just the fact that like she not only had, you know, a ship named after herself, but the fact that she could kind of say like, this is who I am. I am Lorna D. Like you, you are going to remember who I am. And yes, that's very menacing. And she is still an island is still very much the antagonist of many different stories that are connecting here, but it's so powerful just in the fact that like, finally she's able to say like, this is the name that I'm choosing. And this is who I want to be like having seen her go through everything that she's gone through, you know, being betrayed and being just shuffled around the galaxy and never having any say in like what she wants or where she wants to go. And finally she's like this, you know, regardless of all the things she did to get it, she's like, this is mine. This is what I want. And this is what we're doing. And I am calling the shots now, despite her being a villain that is very powerful. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like you said, despite being a villain, and I know this is controversial. So like, if you don't agree with me, if no one agrees with me, I don't know, but I felt like this. This works a lot better for me than uh, what we got with the sequel trilogy. I'll just mm. put that out there. Don't need to go into detail. Mm. But, <laughs> and I think like having a villain character have something like that and have it feel mm-hmm. more effective for me, I think says a lot about the strength of yeah. this story. So there. Yeah. yeah, I will say, adding on to that, not going into things. Um, <laughs> there's a reason why I love that Star Wars can tell so many different stories in so many different mediums. Is that like, sometimes you get stories like that, that like, just don't work for you. And like, that's totally fine. But then you get like, you might get a comic or an audio drama or a book. That's like, this is the story that I wanted. It's not the same story. It's not the same characters, but the themes and the messages, this is what I was looking for. And that's what I love like about the books, especially is like, sometimes there are stories in the books that you don't, that you we're just not going to get on screen for a while. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, it, they can do better and they, I think will do better. But like in the meantime, at least we have this stuff that can kind of go deeper and kind of do different things. I've always loved that. And like this audio drama is is the perfect example of that, where like you can have a character who has made choices and they're not all great choices, but also like is finding herself and showing that like, I do think that because I've been asked this question a couple of times, like, do you think Lorna D will somehow be redeemed? Do you think somehow like she will switch sides or she will do something genuinely good and I really do still think there is the potential for that because we've seen her you know have all these questions and make all these choices and you know just because you've done bad things doesn't mean you can't turn it around mm-hmm. yeah I I know I said I wouldn't go specifically into it but I do want to like in case some person's not getting the specific aspect of what one part of it <laughs> is definitely and not even just tying to Rise of Skywalker tying the other films too I think like just the fact that she's identifying as like her like her identity yeah Lorna D it's not yes. about a different legacy or a different family or like because like I love don't get me wrong I love found family I love like finding belonging in different places but like I just liked it that in this case it was a self-identity like it was my identity yeah. it's like who I want to be yeah. it's not in relation yeah. to anyone else it's just who I am and I I, yeah. I think that was just so nice to get after yeah um oh yeah it felt like we were getting that in the sequel trilogy and then it so yeah but and then the other thing I was gonna say is in terms of like redemption I I definitely agree because like this 
even though it still ends where she's like still on that like semi-questionable journey like she still mm-hmm. ultimately like did go through that journey of like yeah and, and like because you see it it like similar to her backstory it's not her main intention is not just wanting to like usurp power take over be the best it's to be able to make choices to like have yeah. her own path dictated for her and that right. can be as you were saying down a more like redemptive path like that that could mm-hmm. be a potential pathway that she chooses for herself but it has mm-hmm. to be her decision and right. that's like the important part of it I, I did like tying back to this like at the beginning when she's um approaching the station and Marcian calls her and he's like what you doing and she's basically like what i want go away <laughs> go away <laughs> that was like the, it was like hinting even at the beginning that like she wanted to be able to make her own choices and not have to do anything under his authority um because like throughout like the stories that we've gotten so far there has kind of been tension between them which is fantastic um and now you know getting to the end she's like yeah no i'm going to do what i want which is great Okay, actually, this is kind of random, but I just thought of it. And since we're here, we're here. Uh, we had Mandalorians mentioned in this book. Just thought oh, I'd yeah. drop that because, like, I'm a Mandalorian fan, so I'd feel like a traitor if I didn't. <laughs> so there yeah. we go. Which obviously didn't get a ton of detail in this book about that. Just kind of was there, but like, it's a sign that we might get some more. And I have, like, I talk about this all the time. I'm craving more Mandalorian, like more explicit Mandalorian backstory than what we've gotten so far. So, Well, like a lot of in Rebels, they mentioned like the war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi. And I'm like, is, I mean, because sometimes in stories like this, they throw in those little things, like mentioning the Mandalorians, for example. And it's like, you think it means nothing. And then somehow they turn an entire new story into that. Can this be the case without please? Like, are we going to get more Mandalorian content like set in this era or like before the prequels or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be? Um, Please, I, I need it. We really need it. Yeah, because I'm also like craving crumbs of that in Kenobi too. If at all, please, like just any backstory with like the Mandalorian Wars or even like Satine's Rise of Power, just any of it. Right, like give it to me. We want those stories. Where are they? Like they've barely touched that era. Like especially in terms of like, let's just use like Satine's Rise to Power for example. Like, hello, (laughs) hello. Where is that? I think also as we go forward in the Mandalorian that can be strengthened by having a better and increased perspective of all of the past history. Cause like we have a lot already, but like even like further back just to know exactly like more specifically where they came from in those like (sighs) older times, that'll just like increase that impact. So like, yes, please give it to me. You know, the Bo-Katan reveal just destroyed me in the best way possible. So what else you got? As long as they don't kill her off. Like, please, dear God. Every time I see I... someone say that, I'm like, get off this app. Go away. And never go. I, I would not be okay. I would not. I would okay. cease to exist. It's... I don't want any work of my favorites to die. Like, stop it, no. Star Wars. I swear. Let We're a Mandalorian just traumatized. Like, I, I don't need more. I don't. I don't. I mean, okay. Listen, most of Mandalore, as we know it, has been wiped out at this point. Like, please let somebody survive. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, don't have it be like Ray Skywalker, all of them get decimated in the dins, like the sole survivor. Like, don't, please, no. Please don't don't do that. Don't do that because we can't trust that man to run anything. Please. (laughs) I love him, but please, he needs help. He needs help. He really does. Like, oh boy. Well, that was our little Mandalorian side tangent. What did you expect from us, honestly? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though we didn't get a lot of the Jedi, I really liked the Jedi that we got. I think it was really interesting that, like, even in like the few scenes that included them, we got like a whole bunch of like. It's kind of like seeing the Jedi from a different perspective. Like you're seeing them come in. You're seeing them like be on the offensive but it's not about them it's kind of about like what they're going up against and like them trying to confront the Nile not knowing what they're getting into and I really liked that the Jedi were included but that it was also made clear that this story was not focused on them because the Jedi at this point are always around so you kind of have to like see them doing things but also like just to know that the Nile are just 
you know, operating separately from them and, you know, doing their best to get what they want and not have their plans disrupted, I guess. You got, like, you're technically at, a, like, a Republic location, mm-hmm. but it's, like, no, we don't really, like you said, we don't, we only were, like, the Jedi in the beginning outside yeah. of, like, a few, like, voice calls from Starlight Beacon. Like, <laughs> right. that's about it. Like, and it's one of the pilots. I don't remember his name. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, one of the quotes I wrote down, um, was she's gone but the Jedi didn't care they looked at me like I was the bad guy I was on their side but that's when I saw it I saw them for what, what they are for all their powers they're just like her they're cowards all of them what's the point of them if they can't finish the job oh, I liked seeing like we're getting a little bit more of this now because we've gotten a lot of stories that are like very Jedi focused which is fine it's Star Wars um it's Star but, like, Wars. <laughs> yeah but I'm thinking of like out of the shadows more so and then like this we're seeing more of like the republic and like mm-hmm. that's really who the nile is going up against and like we're definitely seeing that they're not per- they're very far from perfect they're not like the best <laughs> government ever which i mean spoilers not really because we already knew that just fast forward 200 plus years it's fine yeah. but like it's interesting to see how like even this far back you know, we're seeing like the cracks or seeing the holes, like we're seeing what's not perfect and what they're doing and how desperate they are at times to do the things they think are right, even if they're not. And that was really important because we kind of see like from Laura's perspective, like we understand more why she wants to go against them and why she doesn't believe in them. Yeah. It's nice because in terms of that, like conflict, like, like sure, they, they're they not afraid to go up against the Jedi, but it's always there's that extra perception always that it's like, oh, that's the really formidable one of me. Like, that's when we know stuff's going to the crap. So like yeah. having the Jedi not have that like extreme presence in this, it's like yeah. nice because you're like, oh, there is more like yeah. tension. Like, can we actually get through this? Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. And also just like, like you said, to get like perspectives from other people in the republic i keep having these great little transitions to all these quotes i I honestly believed that things were getting better that the galaxy was getting better i believed what the chancellor said that's something what it says and it's just like it's like and then you get the other thing where you're seeing like the operations within like the prison system and Mm -hmm. how they're trying to like reform these like nile individuals or like at least help them on that semi-redemptive path to like in some capacity either by learning (laughs) skills or trying to get them down a better life path but in that quote it's like there's acknowledgement that it's like okay yeah the republic they're trying they're putting on this like this front that they are doing what's best but at the same time here's all this like destruction that continues to happen here's like all of this stuff that they're pushing kind of goes back to like that discussion between like tune and lena so and like Rising rising storm where it's mm-hmm. like the double-edged perspective to it to it's like part of it's like we need hope we need to focus on the good we need to like focus on what what we're doing that's helping people and then mm-hmm. there's the other perspective but it's like yeah but at the same time if we just like neglect all of this like damage and destruction mm. and like right. vulnerability that's happening like what right. will what will it cost in the end so right. and that yeah that made me think of like the whole concept of like them spending all these resources to like try to like reform these quote-unquote criminals like you know you're trying to fix quote-unquote fix, um, <laughs> fix these people <laughs> you're trying to like turn them around and make them essentially just make them good and make them be people that will do good things for you, but like you're not actually fixing any of the problems that got them to be where they are. You know, that doesn't have any real world reflections at all. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And like when they actually like name drop therapists in this, like they actually openly acknowledge that there are like therapists here mm-hmm. in this book. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Because like we've all been like, choking around about like oh yeah they all need therapy but like yeah. it's very very explicitly said multiple times like I'm sure it's probably right. said like once or twice in the other books but like it's actually said like multiple multiple times in this book and I like what you said about like the past because like you do see in like the questioning that they do ask about their past but then it's like after mm-hmm. that it's like okay you got your record of your past let's just yep. do what you need to do now it's not yep. okay here's your past now let's like work through that to like determine where you're going to go and like your next step. So yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Well, cause it's like, you can, you know, talk a person into behaving in a certain way, but like, 
what are the systems that are broken that, that led them here? Like you're mm-hmm. doing nothing about that. And you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> when things get more messy, cause we know they are, we know yeah. they are. We we've seen the covers. We've oh, seen no. the like warnings. We've seen oh, everything. No. Um, oh, so no. we know things are getting worse. Um, so like when things do start to turn around that that's a really scary thing to consider when we think about how we'll move forward from that because like the last two guests i have on this podcast were very optimistic about how this was all going to end but like to get to that point to get to that point that is going to be a journey because like like you just acknowledged like yeah we have the will to like help people but do we actually know how to help people and that's like a big flaw you see right. like in other stuff like the prequels too it's like yeah right. we want to help you but like do we have any understanding of how to no right. we don't i really think that is like the thing that breaks the connection between the jedi and the republic eventually is like the jedi really do the entire time even up until the end want to do the right thing and help people and it's like you know they're under basically they're trying to you know do what the republic tells them to do and the republic doesn't know how to fix anything and the jedi are like hey we need to help these people and they can't do that the jedi have the right idea they don't have the resources to do what they need to do because it's up to the republic to provide that and they don't Mm -hmm. know how to do it and and we're seeing that even now and this is like hundreds several hundred years before it really gets bad so yeah things are gonna get things are gonna get bad it's fine yeah yeah as i see the cover of starlight beacon dying i'm totally like yeah it's Uh, fine everything's fine in my life right now (laughs) i don't want to think about it i don't want to be hurt i'm I'm sorry to bring it to you but it's coming it's coming i mean at at this point you can't read the high republic or star wars in general without being hurt it's like you know it's coming but you're not mm. prepared like th- like that's no. what the with the show i watched last night we all like theorized about what was going to happen was going to happen we all knew it was coming but that mm-hmm. didn't change how freaking emotional and anxiety inducing it was like <laughs> and that's me with the high republic too i'm like i know it's gonna get worse yeah. And, and it was like that way with Rising Storm too. Cause like I read it so late and everyone's like, oh my God, Rising Storm is e- epic pain. And then I read Rising Storm. I'm like, oh my God, wait, that was pain. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. It's just, they're not afraid to kill off major characters. And it's like, oh, don't remind me. <laughs> don't. Like, we have to somehow mentally prepare ourselves for that. I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to cry oh. a lot. And now to know that it's like, not just like the main part of the Nile that's probably going to be going after Vernesta, but now specifically Lorna too, like poor Vernesta, protect her. Please. She's, she's doing her best. Why, why am I, why? Okay. Yeah. I should not have made favorite characters in the High Republic. I I, I tell myself that every single day. I'm like, Allie, worst two favorite characters, like worst three favorite characters to have. What were you thinking? (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. The second we have a favorite character in the High Republic. (laughs) (laughs) we're fine we're We're all just emotionally destroyed Uh, i'm like at least pan got punished in this but marcion still living a semi-good life and i'm like how dare uh, he how dare he be living his best life after that i guess we'll see how wave three ends up (laughs) (laughs) if you thought wave two was dark Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I will give it to these last three books. Not as not as bad as I thought that the three of these books were gonna be. So mm. I mean, like because like everyone, like I knew Race Crash Point was gonna be as bad. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a younger book, like people mm-hmm. were saying it was like lighter, but out of shadows and Tempest Runner were not as bad as I thought they were gonna be. No, that they're, they're just being nice to you. They're just being nice Before to me, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I call um, Race to Crash Point Tower palette cleanser because like it's delightful, but also it it's because the rising storm hurts so bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they needed to give you something to remind you that not everything is terrible. Oh my god, yeah. This happens every time now. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. It's just it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I just bring the dark times with me everywhere I go. It's- just no, it's it all it's pocket. all our guests. Like even the optimistic ones like, have been like, well, let's talk about how Brunesta is about to like <laughs> like for two hours and no. Um <laughs> Welcome to another Star Wars podcast. Let's talk about death. Let's <laughs> talk about death and trauma and everything in between. Yay! There's no escape. Except for maybe no. 
the animals i guess are living semi-decent lives for now because yep. like they're all right for now but for, for, for now protect the animals they're the only ones i can say have like not gone they'll be all the, the only ones left at the end it's fine <laughs> everything's gone and then the animals are just living oh my god no <laughs> everyone I, just I know, becomes an animal too like we're all gonna be loath wolves oh. and, um other and other <laughs> okay anyway that was <laughs> what just happened i don't know i don't know we're back we're here (laughs) okay every i I feel like this every episode now prayer circle for the run family um Uh, i I just need to say that every single time now because like i don't trust star wars (laughs) and i know we're we're probably getting closer to her coming back and i just I don't want her getting thrown into all this. She's she's in such a safe place right now. I don't want her. I don't right. want her to be at risk. No. <laughs> no. If they named the show Sabine, I'd feel a lot more confident, but they named it Ahsoka. So here we are. Fearing oh. for oh. everything. <laughs> fearing. All right. Yeah. Back on topic. Back on topic. It's all good. Um, <laughs> we got this. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Okay. So one thing I've seen a lot of fans bring up is I don't know what you thought about any of the the shipping stuff in relation to this book, but we got some heartbreak slash just like betrayal. We got some potential mm. shipping, depending on your perspective. On <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you did you get into any of that kind of stuff? I mean, the betrayal, like the betrayal, yes. Like, I mean, you it, that that really like to start off with that and to kind of be like, oh, it? she like legitimately was just had her heart ripped out. Like that nobody like, deserves evil. that. How dare nobody it? deserves that. Even if that was like the main thing that kind of just like set her on a dark path. Like it <laughs> makes sense because, like, honestly, who who does that? I mean, he he didn't just like, at one point I'm like, okay, so stuff has just seems to always be going wrong for her. So I don't expect Mm -hmm. to say it well, but at the same time I was in this like, oh, he's actually working out for her. Everything's going to be fine. And then it happens. And I'm like, what the frick was that? Why? I I mean, after like the first terrible thing that happened to her, I was like, I'm not trusting any good thing that happens to her for the rest of the same time. It seems so the hopeful and i know just and, and, i mean that's that's why it does such a good job of explaining like where why she ends up with the niles because like she had so many good things that were just ripped away from her mm-hmm. it's not fair it's not fair and, I mean, and, and life the, never is it's okay <laughs> right like I mean, that's that's like the major reason that she ended up here though is like sometimes like stuff is just terrible and like you don't if you don't have the support you need to like deal with that you're gonna mm-hmm. go down a dark path and that's what happened mm-hmm. and you know hopefully I don't know I don't I I really don't have any good predictions for what's gonna happen to her from this point forward but like I hope that something genuinely good comes her way because like she deserves it I mean and the extra like tragic part is not only does she struggle trusting her support systems but when mm-hmm. her support systems give her support, she mm-hmm. always interprets it as another decision of right. her future. Right. Another, like we see this with Sustin and we see this like just in general, like it just, it, it's never interpreted as like as any potential support. It's always, you're mm-hmm. using me, you're determining my path, your support, I can't trust it because I've always, mm-hmm. none of my support has ever like followed through. So that's like just the extra part where it's like, even if she gets like, support or belief in in the future like it makes me think about how like we talk about like ty and how like ty is like starting to like connect more to like the jedi or whatever like like Mm -hmm. unlike ty lorna if she gets like any form of a support system Mm -hmm. it's just not gonna work well like even Mm -hmm. though she's still with this new tempest and stuff and like she's working with them she's not on that level with them i feel like like she's not gonna about to turn to one of them and be like okay i trust that you're like you're you're here for me and like she doesn't trust that anyone will be there for her like that's the thing she thinks only she can be there for herself and while that's good for Mm -hmm. her whole like journey of her own autonomy and self-interest at the same time that's like 
not the best because like we all realize in our lives like it's relatable in that sense where it's like we real we have all this pressure on ourselves to handle everything ourselves but then it takes that reminder from those in our lives that we can't always handle everything ourselves that we need that like support system and those people in our lives to be there because like I know I've struggled with that I've been like so busy with college I've been on Twitter I've been talking to people I've been like a mess and I've just been calling my parents lately and they keep reminding me like your grades don't need to like be perfect like they don't need to be straight A's go socialize, go like take care of your mental health. It's just as important. And that's like an important reminder. It's like, right. Like your path is important, but like you can't, it's okay to have support. It's okay to have support systems. Like, and that's another thing with like, even with on the other side of it with like Vernesta, where she always feels like she has to be the one to give like Emery the support and be the one to like fix all the problems. Like on the other side of it, that's the other side where it's like, you can feel too much responsibility to be the support system. It's so messy. And I feel so bad. Like, cause I just, if I do see her like having that potential, but like to get to that mm-hmm. place, that's going to be such a unique journey just because right. you can't rely on those expected support systems that a lot, we've seen a lot of other characters who've gone through that right. process rely on so but with that in mind I do think that that might be her way out or her way into something better is at some point she's going to hit another breaking point where like she's going to have to trust somebody else she's not mm. going to have a choice and maybe it's that whatever that might look like maybe it's that one thing that will make her finally realize like I can not only trust someone, but I can trust someone enough to help me out of the situation that I'm in and help me do better. And, and help I think me, really yeah. her taking like that first step. Cause like, I feel yeah. like with Sestin, it's Sestin comes first with Wittig. Yeah. It's, I can, I can be the one to like dictate this path and help you get to like, mm-hmm. it's, it's always coming from the other person first more yeah. so. Mm-hmm. So for her, I feel like it's really critical that she is the first one that realizes, oh, I need to like be the one to say okay I'll trust you like I will make this choice to like to go down this path with you like it it really has to be her say so it's like that plus getting over like like I said like the trust issues because like when she's done that in the past with um with someone like Bala like where it's like you put the trust in someone and they don't follow through so it's like a double-edged thing where it's like gotta deal with those trust issues and also gotta have the autonomy to be the one to trust first so Oh dear. Oh, yeah, dear. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I really do hope that she gets there though. Um, mm-hmm. I, we really do need more. And I will say this, we need more stories of villains to like Callus, for example, like we need more stories of like, you, you're not a good person, but you turn around and mm-hmm. you are able to, you know, allow other people to build trust with you mm-hmm. and, you know, go on that journey. I want to see that side of it too, especially with her, because I I really think it'd be really interesting to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe, and if not with her, then maybe someone else, but, um, we, we, we've seen so much her story so far. And especially with Tempest Runner, I feel like eventually it would be nice to see her like working her way up on the other side. I think it's, it'd be actually like interesting because like with someone like Callis or Tam you see like the two elements you see both a the support system and you see b the path they go on to like figure out what's messy about the empire of the first order right with her i feel like you could actually have a reverse because a lot of t- with like callus and tam it's like the support system first then the realizing mm-hmm. the side is not like the best solution where i feel like mm-hmm. her maybe it will be like the situation before the support system but it could be the other way around but I just feel like with her past with like trust Mm -hmm. issues and with her experiences with individuals I think it will be situational first which I think is it's unique in that way which I like because like as much as I like support systems being a a, like a good push for Mm -hmm. the person to like like callous push by Zeb let me go look into the empire and see why they're shady like in this case Mm -hmm. it's like going to be more like oh this situation that's a thing (laughs) yeah and, and I think actually, maybe if we like talk about like Vernesta and where she'll mm-hmm. be in the future, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if like Vernesta is that person. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Oh. Because like Vernesta, we know isn't in the best place either. So hmm, I'm Ooh. interested. I am. I like that. When I first read the synopsis for Tempest Runner before it came out, I assumed that like this story was going to be her getting captured and then 
working with the other side. Like, I really thought that's where it was going. Cause that's really all we knew is like, she gets captured and whatever, but I really like, because then like, once I listened to this, I kind of realized like, we're only in still the second wave of the first <laughs> phase. Like it would be too early to have her turn that fast. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that like they showed like her potential and mm-hmm. then just left her basically where she is because that just leaves so much more room to tell more stories like this. If we got like another audio drama about her like next year, but like in a, she's in a completely different place, that would be cool. We'll see it though. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you get journey, you get mm-hmm. a sign of change, but yep. at the same time, you're still left in like that more morally gray, uncertain mm-hmm. place at the end where kind of similar to what I thought. See, I keep bringing up, it's like, this is like my Rise of Skywalker therapy session. It's kind of <laughs> similar to like how I interpreted Ben, where he's like, mm-hmm. he falls back on the Kylo Ren facade and yeah. like what he knows when mm-hmm. like things go south. <laughs> right. So, and then like in the end, he's able to find his way back. So I'm like, it's like right. kind of similar to that, I feel like. So it's like, right. Putting on the mask. She's putting on yep. the mask. She's putting on the yes, facade. Exactly. And then like, <laughs> like, work through it. <laughs> it's 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 such an important like reflection of real life. It's like sometimes you do change, but not everything in your life changes all at once. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you you come out of something better than you were, but you're still not your journey's not over. I like that a lot. Yes. To end my analogy, learn a D, live through the end of the <laughs> You know what? She might. At this point, she survived so much. Like, it would surprise me if something took her out before the end. Like, I, I just, I don't trust Star Wars now. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No. For all no. the parallels to the very end. Like, there we go. Oh, <laughs> Suffering. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see, like, with Lorna, with Stellan, with Renesta. Like, just these three characters I'm so interested in right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I like that these later books, because, like, the the even into the later books too still but like the the early books really set it up where it's like elzar's the trouble boy gotta watch out for elzar it's like very more so centered yeah you see some trouble with like other people and like Mm -hmm. like you see and test the courage they still go through all that grief and stuff but like it's still very elzar (laughs) i like that these later books were like no everyone's gonna be going through this (laughs) right I, I do like that though. Like, despite the fact that there are more characters, like you see how how one event is affecting different people differently, and how they're kind of trying to deal with that and move on from that. Like, sometimes stories where you see that just from one perspective, it's just there's something missing. And like mm-hmm. to see it from so many different Jedi, so many like even in Out of the Shadows, you see the effects from people who are not Jedi, which I love. You know, you're seeing it all over the galaxy, and how like just the the most like average person, how all of this is impacting them and their work and how that makes them desperate to do the things that they do. Oh, the High Republic is just so good. Yes. And like, just how much all those authors get that, like, like you were saying, it's not yeah. just from the Jedi. It's not just from the villains. It's also from the citizens. And I, and that's something like I was telling Maria the other day when we were talking about uh, the village bride, how, mm-hmm. It was an element of rebels I kind of wish we saw a bit more of with the impact mm. of Lothal because mm. like we kind of get it and then uh, suddenly we come back in season four and it's like whoa what's happening right. here <laughs> like and yeah. then, then the play, or even just like I I even told her like even the healing because like we talk we started talking about like, mm-hmm. the healing of like a planet and like visions and then we mm-hmm. I started talking about how like so, so like even the healing of Lothal and like the people like mm. either the destruction or the healing like just getting more perspective from like the citizens and the experience yeah. and like how they're working through that and so I, I definitely like how much the High Republic is taking into account like every like group and character and individual yeah. in that way and a lot of the cover art is so focused on the Jedi in these upcoming books so I'm still hopeful that it'll continue to retain that in some capacity because like you can't just have Jedi's perspective when you've built up like all this exactly. stuff with the Republic so yeah yeah and I think a lot of that might just be if if it is very Jedi centered a lot of it could just be how the Republic interprets the Jedi and how mm. the Jedi interprets like the Republic go like in that kind of focused area where because yeah. like we talked last time about like Stellan's like the responsibility of Chancellor put on Stellan and like I think in terms of like that image of the Jedi and then like vice versa, I think that'll definitely yeah. be a big element of it. And and also like even if it's Jedi on the cover, like 
it could tell a lot of different like yeah. if you're gonna sell a star wars book if there's no jedi on it like you know you gotta put jedi on I, it yeah i star mean wars. even the last book had jedi yeah. even though it was some lead that wasn't <laughs> exactly it's gotta be this there. was like the first it was is this the only high republic book that doesn't have a jedi on the cover possibly i think so. i would have to look at them i'm like i'm um, thinking yeah it yeah. might be yeah yeah it is it is can't be star wars without lightsabers right huh <laughs> and there's a testament to this book don't judge a book by its cover people this book is good you don't need a laser sword there you the go of the book I, I love this cover by the way it's really yes. good <laughs> another uh, reason i hope we do get a script book because i want this cover on my shelf um, and you got like a lot of like write-off accents and a lot of men right. who sound pretty gruff and similar. Exactly. Like outside of like Pan mm-hmm. and honestly, I think Pan's like the only one you can really tell apart fully. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's why you gotta listen to it twice. Together. So <laughs> also that reveal that oh that reveal. Oh yeah. Mm. So good. It really was. <laughs> everything with him in this book i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah and he's finally gone Gosh. he's finally gone thank finally. good riddance <laughs> right i i don't think i've ever been so happy to see someone die in star wars <laughs> <laughs> oh is he really dead now cool great great yeah yeah don't no 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 more uno reverse cards please no more. oh no no more no. he's gone Let him no one's gone. ever really gone except for him <laughs> And mercy on your time will come. I'm so joking. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so mad, okay? I'm so mad. <laughs> like if any of these Nile live, I'm like, let it be Lorna. The rest of them, I don't, it's fine. They can go. Yeah, pretty live, much. Pretty like, much. <laughs> like even if like the books develop Martian more in the future, I just can't forgive him. I can't. I'm sorry. No. No. No, it's not happening. It's not. No, it's he's not. gone too far. Stuff with Martian, where yeah, because like there's like ports to that book where you, you see like it's it gives you like the perception that she'll be like the one loyal one, and right. then it like flips it on its head. Yes, where it's like, no, she's not like the one loyal. Which one, was no. great. I love it. Yes, yes. I'm glad she was the one that killed him. That's like <laughs> right. It, it kind of needed to happen that way. Like it kind of, yeah. It he did. deserved it. Yeah. It did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts about this book? I think, like, definitely, if you're interested in learning more about like the Nile, even just in terms of like how it works and like how different people get into to be in different positions, or like, you know, some of like a little bit more of the history. Like, this is mm-hmm. definitely a thing you want to listen to because surprisingly, and I didn't really think we'd get a lot of this you do get a lot more like background and like you spend a little bit more time with them. And like mm-hmm. that, those are some of the parts I was most interested in. Um, and I think we're going to keep getting more of that because it's, you know, you see kind of like how carefully they've tried to structure everything, but like it can so easily come crashing down and I want to see how that happens. And like, even just like the different roles, like I think like, was it a scalp? I think a scalper, like Quinn was like a scalper and like mm-hmm. went into that about like the stuff she could do with like technology yeah. and like work hacking and this stuff. And then you just got even more acknowledgement of like, like you said, the different layers of like Tempest. I just read this. I know this uh, Tempest Strike Cloud. Yeah, I think those are like the, Is that the how main, it goes? Okay. like yeah, those, under, are, yeah. those are trying to remember earlier. And I'm like, there's a cloud somewhere. I there's a know. cloud somewhere. Like a cloud strike all the different weather yeah. terminal <laughs> weather term- weather <laughs> weather um, lightning strikes the yeah clouds float around, float around. I th- and i'm assuming that's how it works where it's like clouds probably lower strike is high i think so like lightning strikes yeah and you typically like work your way up somehow i don't know i don't know and i i kind of like that too it, it, that's actually a moment of growth like earlier in the not early too much earlier but like part of the book Lorna's like how did this person become a cloud and then like you get later in the book and it's like how did you how were you working in that position you're actually doing cool stuff and I actually that's one thing I specifically remember yeah. that I was like oh yes Lorna I actually yeah. recognize the capabilities <laughs> of people around you 
I also just liked all the stuff with um, the tension between her identity and having like people there who knew her identity and like mm-hmm. were they gonna like throw her under the bus or not? And it's like, oh yeah. And then all just like the tension where it's like I was trying to save you, no, you weren't. You were gonna kill me. Blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. all of that like tension between them about like what was your intention with me? How loyal are you actually like to me? And mm-hmm. oh, all that good tension we love. Right. Yeah. It it's it's always good tension when you don't know what other characters mo- true motives are because like you think you can trust someone but also like probably not yeah. but it's, it's such good storytelling because like even the characters that you start to like and the ones that like you think like there's no way that they could turn on mm. on this person like it happens and you're like oh you really can't trust anybody <laughs> okay let me look through my notes do sure I didn't miss anything like I'm sure there is like you said we both like pasted a summary in our notes like there's a lot in this book there is I I could talk a lot more I'm sure but like yeah I liked Lorna's like line about I know how things work in here out there whatever the republic says there is always someone being stepped on and someone doing the stepping like that goes back to our whole conversation Mm -hmm. about like the intentions of the republic and swears like she's like whatever they say there's still that like system in place, like that mm, power right. dynamic where it's like, even right. if they say they're here to like help and reform, do yeah. they really? Like they're ultimately just like controlling us. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's the hard thing is like, sometimes you, your intentions in the beginning really are to do the right thing. And for various reasons, it doesn't always end up that way. Like, even if you, you always want to do good and be good, mm-hmm. sometimes you just where you are at you can't do that and I liked on the like subject I liked how no matter how determined Lorna was to like follow that specific path for her home and like with like the spice and thinking that's what was best but when like her family was put in jeopardy she still like no matter how much she disagreed with them she was still really upset and worried about them and like that just goes to show Lorna D is she's not as straightforward my character and I love oh, that no. so much so thank yeah. you oh yeah yeah me too props to this book for making me care about Niall how dare they yeah how dare exactly they? exactly like, but that's why that it's so good not something I thought would happen <laughs> exactly that's how they get you and I think it's good that they I, I think it actually works well because you get the rising storm, you get the emotional destruction. Then you get like the the book that's in the same time, but it's way it's not way lighter. It's lighter. It's mm-hmm. gets you like it's perspective where you know what's happening, but like it it mm-hmm. makes it a bit lighter. It gets you through it. It like helps you emotionally recover a bit. Then you get the book that's like more focused on the Republic, getting mm-hmm. more questioning on not just the Jedi's end, but the Republic's end, how they're impacted, how they're interpreting things, what's happening in the galaxy. Then you get a book focused on the Nile. That's your recovery mm-hmm. process through the Nile. Cause like here are Hope and I hating Martian Rowe because <laughs> we're so mad about what happened. And then we get to read a book about a Nile character and like, get to understand the not like someone who's in the Nile better and their backstory mm-hmm. and like actually gets to like a character in the Nile possibly I don't know what her opinion is I haven't talked to her about it since but <laughs> for me personally at least yeah. um so so it's like it's that good thing where you get like all the different facets following um rising storm and I think it does really set you up well for the pain that is to come it really does and like they they've structured all these like so carefully like they have they have all these stories so well planned out and at no point do you feel like oh should this have gone here should this have been in this order like mm-hmm. it is all so deliberately placed and like is that gonna make what comes next hurt any less no no but, like at least they tried you know they're they did trying they're trying they're like here's how you don't have to only hate your villains here's how you can like f- feel comfort in the fact that there's characters that will have hope here's like your your fun times with cute fluffy animals that pretend to be chairs everything's <laughs> oh. fine <laughs> and then just- everything's fine <sighs> It's fine. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I agree. We have a couple more months. It's fine. We can, you know, go off, enjoy the enjoy the holidays, be happy, and then come back in January and just just die. Just cry. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm finally like caught up minus the comics, and I'll just read some comics, try to prepare myself emotionally. As as much as possible. Yeah. 
thank you so much for joining me again we somehow managed or at least for me it was still fun even though we talked about emotional <laughs> stuff i don't know how we always get here but you know what it always it always every every fun. time with these i'm like yeah so we had a lot of fun talking about like <laughs> this very deep emotional stuff yay <laughs> we had a lot of fun crying crying <laughs> If you are emotionally capable and you want to come on for any of the other future books, just let me know. Awesome. This is fun. And I, I'm probably going to have a lot of repetitive yes again because, like, who really wants to talk about the Iron Man, like more than once because it's too much for their emotional stability? It's so much. It's so much. It's you so know much. what? I'm sure I will be back. And you sure. know what? We're going to have a great time no matter how much it hurts. Anyway, where can our listeners find you and everything you do? If you would like to follow my my tweets, whether it be an article or a, something about a Mandalorian or the Dark Saber or a, <laughs> you know whatever it might be that day, um, follow me on Twitter at McDowell. That is where all the things are. I have links to uh, all the stuff I'm working on, and um, you know sometimes I'll tweet about the High Republic, and it'll be sad. And like if you made it through this and you're okay, you know you'll be fine. Still found a way to mention the Dark Saber. No escape. Always, every time, every time. <laughs> And we already had a discussion about Mandalorian. So, like, what do you expect from us? What do you expect? Yeah, and I'm about to spend an entire show that's named after Ahsoka talking probably primarily about Sabine. So, sorry to everyone in advance, but it's fine. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Allie underscore M underscore Andrews. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Ren, on Instagram at Knights underscore of Ren. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so via Patreon or Ko-fi. Both of those links are in the episode description. And thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you.